0: everybody welcome to a new episode of two drunk fans gab what are you drinking
1: <laughs> You're like so excited um i am having a hot toddy with a little jameson some honey and some lemon um what are you what are you enjoying i'm having a harpoon summer ale oh yeah is it summertime in boston
0: yeah kind of
1: we're we're having a pretty rainy day here in portland great great you you, you don't like talking about the weather i take it
0: I wish we had a little rain here it would be nice.
1: Really? Yeah. Didn't you didn't have enough precipitation this winter?
0: It's not precipitation that was hell.
1: Wasn't isn't snow count as precipitation when it all melts what does it turn into?
0: No. Just no. You didn't have to deal with any snow this winter so you don't get to talk about it.
1: I went and experienced some snow on vacation.
0: Oh my god. Okay. Let's just jump right into NWSL. Oh, okay. Well, your impre- it's been a couple weeks since the last show, your impressions since then, anything jump out at you? What are your main
1: takeaways? Um, so we're kind of through the phase of the season where our teams could have the uh, World Cup players um on their roster. Uh, all of those players are kind of saying goodbye and, and headed off, heading off to join their national teams if, if they haven't already. Um, and so now we're going to kind of get to the meat of the season, um, see what the teams have been able to put together with their existing squad, their amateur players. Um, I think it's been a really interesting, like, first almost first third of the season if you could, if you think of the season in three parts like the first part being um when teams have world cup uh, caliber players uh when they you know have the thinner rosters relying on supplemental amateur players then the last part being when everybody kind of comes together uh at the end it's been an interesting uh, start to the season the red stars are red hot red red frickin' hot right now. Sky or uh Kansas City came out of nowhere, in my opinion. Like weren't we just talking to Becky like two weeks ago and she was like, Yeah, you know, a bit of a slow start. And Portland's just gonna Portland and tie, um, as much as they possibly can, I guess.
0: What are your takeaways? I'm pretty fed up. Last season was a losing season. It was rough. And then this season, obviously it's rebuilding we lost, you know, Heather O'Reilly, Leanne Sanderson, even Joanna Lohman, who was, you know, did a lot of hard work in the midfield for us. Um, and we had some people retire, and we had to rebuild with some imports and, um, and rookies. And a lot of them showed promise. I think individually, a lot of them are fine. I like Cassie Coleman a lot for us in the center. Actually, I'm really sorry, with apologies to Cat Whitehill, who I really like as a person. I think I prefer that the new starting back the new starting center back duo is Coleman and Julie King. Steph McCaffrey is turning out to be a really promising rookie. Uh, Verdoya needs some time to come up to speed. But there's there's something not coming together with the team. And then when you when you look over, you know, two seasons then, what's the common factor? It's the coach. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he's doing a good job. But he knows Portuguese. Ugh. He's playing... Right? He's playing some weird midfield where we don't really have anybody on the right. Mm-hmm. Because um, he sits two players, essentially, deep. Last practice I was at, he said, it's like a 4-2-2-2, which we saw Jill Ellis use to fantastic results, which is great. We don't really have a 10 who's up to speed, so that leaves all the midfield to go through Christy Mewis on the left, and she's trying. Bless her heart, she is trying. Like... I think it's noted improvement from last season for her, but... That's my feelings on the season so far. I think Chicago's doing great. Red Hot, I agree with you. Uh, Kansas City has been stepping it up.
1: I really like watching
0: the Spirit play this season.
1: Oh, God, it was so fucking frustrating watching the Spirit play against Portland. It was really enjoyable. Not that I didn't want Portland to win, but the Spirit in general... No, it's fine, it's fine. In the Spirit
0: in general are enjoyable to watch...
1: It's so much different than the spirit that we've seen in the past. Like they have this high attack, like not high as an on the pitch attacking energy, but like a very high level of of attacking energy when, if and when they get those breakaways, or or when they do start to get some momentum going in their direction, and their defense is actually coming together pretty solidly,
0: even without you know Ashlyn Harris, Allie Krieger. And Matheson's out, first of all, recovering from injury, and then for Canada. And then Estefania God, Benini. God, recovering
1: from, like, two injuries now.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Let's not dwell on that. And then Benini had injury. But I still I still think Washington's in it to win it, based a lot on the strengths of Dunn and um, Christine Naren. Props to Crystal oh, for Dunn. sure. Props to Crystal Dunn for being willing to fly back and forth between national team training camp and the Spirit to play their games.
1: Yeah, she is like, she pl- is playing right now like a woman scorned. She is playing like, all right, I'm going to run this league. You know, if if I'm not going to Canada, like we're scooping up as many points as humanly possible while everybody else is off, off gallivanting across, you know, the great white north. Crystal Dunn got dumped
0: and was like, i don't need you to feel complete and then went and was like i'm gonna be hot shit and then she was so that her ex would feel as shitty about themselves
1: as possible that's what happened. yeah and um, pretty pretty sure that's happening i
0: hope so i hope jill sees footage if she, jill watches nwsl footage at all
1: and I'm yeah like, that's a big if right there that's what we could have had
0: we could have we had, could have had something great you could have built something to last, but instead made some
1: foolish decisions. You, this could be us, but you playing. But, okay, who would you, who, I think we asked this question a couple weeks ago, though, but who would you have, like, left off the roster for done? Shannon Box. Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
0: Like, in a heartbeat, if Shannon Box is there to be a defensive midfielder and, like, pick up the scraps, Jill already plays Cheney and Morgan Bryan as defensive midfielders. Mm-hmm. So, Shannon Box is there as kind of a catch-all DM, I think.
1: Yeah, there's a catch-all in there as one of the players with all of the experience.
0: Yeah, she has tons of experience, but so do a bunch of other people. Hope, right. Abby, like, Christy. We, we
1: have such an old squad at this point.
0: Like, and then, you know, Pino's got one under a belt. Allie Krieger did one.
1: So, Carly, I mean, most of
0: this team has been to a World Cup. Yeah, it's not like the midfield particularly needs a midfielder as well. Lauren Cheney has experience as at, at a World Cup, so I don't see how Morgan Bryan would specifically need Shannon Box as a mentor, unless Cheney's like bad at it.
1: Well, I mean, Cheney doesn't like it and is still developing at it, so I mean, maybe there's that quality, but like, fucking hell, like. I'm I'm tired of the excuse that, you know, we need veterans who aren't starters on this team for those experience levels. I'm like, why can't people just retire and then come back as, like, coaches? Right? The argument um, I saw a
0: lot of times for including Abby on the squad, well, part of the argument was I'm going to leave aside, like, her goal scoring because, you know, I actually think she does still have it.
1: Well, it's hard to argue against that, especially with the performance she gave us on Sunday.
0: Yeah, but a lot of the argument I see, especially for Abby, is like her experience, her leadership is so necessary that if she's not there, then it's like detracts something from the squad. It's that crucial.
1: Yeah, but it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, is it leadership or is it she's just pumping everyone up and and gives them that like Nike? Well, see, that's that's my pressure makes
0: us mentality. If a player's value then is as a booster and it's enough to override questions about their performance on the field, then why can't they retire so that someone
1: else who can perform has that spot and then they come along as an advisor? Right. yeah, we just we don't have a role for that because we require players to have a certain level of coaching merit to be considered a coach. but they bring along like team psychologists. Oh, I completely agree. Yeah. We definitely need a cheerleader. Like what what would you call that position? Mental nutritionist. Mental nutritionist. I would call it motivational something. Hype woman. Hype woman. Yes. yes. I I would I would send Abby to or Fox to to Canada as hype woman. Now watch, they're both going to be critical to the team's success <laughs> in a couple weeks. Shannon Box is going to
0: like create a critical turnover in the dying minutes of a tied game in the knockout round. Right? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It's it's going to be ridiculous. And we're going to be like, well, good
1: thing our motivational leader was there.
0: Yeah. She's going to set up the critical turnover. She's going to distribute the ball from deep. And somehow it's going to get to Abby, who's
1: going to head it in in extra time. God.
0: That's what's going to happen now that we've, you know, made all these pronouncements.
1: Well, you know what's awesome is I want USA to win. So I will continue to smack talk these players uh, until they do that. Criticism doesn't necessarily mean you don't believe. Criticism is actually healthy if you're trying to grow. Criticism means you fucking care, right? I fucking care. I care so hard. I'm gonna pour a little bit more Jameson into this hot toddy. <laughs> I was gonna say the the Spirit ha- have been having a good season so far. Um, they're two two and one. But you know, that they've they've really got some momentum. I think that they're they're a, a pretty solid team, uh, going into this phase two or part two of, of the twenty fifteen season. Teams I'm worried about. Uh the Dash, the Flash, and I'm sorry, dude, the Breakers. Of course you're
0: worried about, like who's not worried about the breakers except for people who don't like like there's no reason to say I'm sorry. Like, just look at the facts. Use your eyeballs. Well, I know, but I,
1: I, I feel like it's a personal dig when I say I'm, I, I'm worried about the breakers. They are, they are
0: one three and O. So, and they are they at a minus seven goal differential. They have three points out of a possible twelve. So, <gasps>
1: <laughs> I know, buddy. I know, I know. Um, you know, I, I think we're still early enough in the in the season. Uh, for you know some of these teams to potentially turn it around have some personnel changes just this week we saw a trade between the Dash and the Flash. We're also seeing some like interesting promotions uh that the teams are doing. Last week, I think it was last Friday, um the Flash were doing a thing where uh they were offering $3 tickets, $2 hot dogs, beers, and one dollar hot dogs was it one dollar?
0: It was a ridiculously low price for the hot dogs and beers.
1: I think it was three two one hmm. and the one was the hot dog, okay. Which I mean, props to them they they got they got more people in the stands than they had uh, earlier in the season, and then this week we're seeing the dash do uh, not something similar per se, but the first thousand people through the gates get a wristband. Uh, first thousand people over twenty one get a wristband for a free beer on the coach and the team.
0: I think that's a great deal. I think it's a great I, promotion. I, I love it. I think
1: it's good hype.
0: Yeah. Um, I wonder how much they're shelling out for that promotion.
1: I well, mean- I wonder how much, yeah, I, I wonder how much it's actually going to cost them, because the markup on beer is so fucking huge, you know, and yeah. to give it away. I mean, they're still making money. Like, let's say you have one 12 ounce beer for free, and then you go buy another beer, they're not losing any money. It's uh, that decent. makes a dent. And, and I think Waldrum had a really good quote today um, in, in the marketing material that was basically, look, I think our problem is just we need to get people to the stadium to see the, the games. Yeah. And once they come once, they'll come again. Get foot um, in the door. So get if a you're taste. offering free beer to people to come and enjoy a nice afternoon of watching footy, yes.
0: Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And Ellis said in her interview with us, that if they sell out the lower bowl three times, then they break even. So what's the capacity of the lower bowl? Is it 12,000? I want to say it's eight.
1: Eight. So they need 24,000 total for the season.
0: I think they'll do that. I think they'll make
1: that. Well, I bet you selling out the lower bowl three times means like maintaining their their average attendance from last year and then increasing by three sellouts. Oh. Because I bet you they had like 24 last year. Because they averaged what, like four to six last year. Was it that high? I don't think it was that high. I think it was like three,
0: three to four last year. Um, maybe. Which is still pretty good attendance for this league.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's all just about figuring out like what what is measurable growth and what are good indicators of that growth.
0: Yeah, which is going to be different from team to team and and market to market, market to market. Yeah, I liked the Red Stars. Uh, their occasional doubleheaders at Toyota Park. Mm -hmm. I think they had decent attendance
1: at their last game, which was a doubleheader. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a bump in their... Uh, numbers, it's just, it it sucks that the infrastructure isn't quite there to do the broadcasting the way that, you know, kind of the standard that they have already set yeah. for themselves and for the league has kind of set. But you can only do so much with somebody else's infrastructure. Yeah, no, at least or their GM,
0: flat out said it was a Toyota Park internet problem. Although their actual production value, they had some snafus, like I think the play by play guy's arm was always in the camera shot when it panned right. And nobody told him, hey, dude, you got to take a step back. Yeah. And then the camera couldn't pan left and right far enough to catch the corners. They'd have to switch to a different angle.
1: I remember that. I remember that. I don't remember the arm being an issue, but I was also watching it kind of out the corner of my eye. Like, I was listening more until I lost audio, and then I was trying to watch. Well, whoever was directing wasn't getting them to
0: switch angles fast enough back and forth in order to cover the corners. So between that and the internet issue... I think online viewership for that game was well under five hundred. Ouch. Yeah. At any given time when I looked at viewership, it was like in the two hundred and fifty range. So. Well,
1: hopefully most of their fans were at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. You know that I'll
0: take ticket sales over over internet numbers any day.
1: Yeah, over free following on YouTubes. Yep. YouTubes. Because there are multiple tubes. <laughs> the internet is just a series of tubes. That's how. <laughs> <I'm-> <laughs> That's,
0: you know, it's more complicated than that. But for someone of your generation, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Thanks, Al Gore. You should thank Al Gore. He's your contemporary. Oh, stop it.
1: <laughs> Go have yourself another beer. What are your, what would
0: you say are your three big takeaways then from the past couple of weeks since we recorded for NWSL?
1: The three big takeaways. Man. Crystal
0: Dunn.
1: Uh-huh. Uh Ali Long. Uh-huh. And, fuck, dude, Kansas City. Okay. Like, Chicago, Chicago's been, like, consistently good this year. So, I don't think that's that's any surprise over the last couple of weeks. Like, they, they've they been consistently good. Kansas City started out really, really slumpy. But that was what they did last year. And, and they're picking it up. And it's just like, fuck, somebody's got to, like, tackle them. Crystal Dunn, for the Spirit, is going to raise hell. And I think Allie Long has probably a similar chip on her shoulder you know certainly not as big of a chip as what crystal dunn has but man ally long is really stepping up
0: i think any player who was kind of close around the time sermani was still with us or like even fringe now is like
1: ugh, i would be yeah for sure they they're going to be watching the the tournament this summer just thinking of what could have been so that's that's my other thing is i'm like how bad would it suck, like, is it going to suck to be in, in the NWSL or to be in any league, really, and not be able to actually go to the World Cup as a spectator when it's in Canada? Well,
0: maybe during that little break that they're taking in the middle of the in that season. That two-week break? Yeah. Some of them might pop up to Montreal or, or whoever's closest. You know, if you're in Portland, Seattle, you can go up to Vancouver.
1: Well, Okay, What are you, what are your three takeaways for... Uh, NWSL at this point,
0: or in
1: given the last couple weeks.
0: My number one is the same as yours, Crystal Dunn. I'd say my second big takeaway would be the Flash might not be as awful as we thought they'd be. I think they just had an exceptionally slow start to the season, but now with okay. this, this trade and like everybody coming up to speed and adjusting, I think the Flash might pick up some points during this break. And then my third takeaway... This is the season of the rookie.
1: Yeah, like, could be.
0: For the Red Stars, Huerta had a huge night. Uh, McCaffrey for Boston, even though she hasn't scored a lot, she still looked good. I think Mewis might end up being a pretty decent option for the Flash. Uh, Shea Groom for FC Kansas City. Becky told us to keep an eye on her, and she was right. Are there any Thorns rookies that you're excited about? Um, Well, amateurs, I should say.
1: Yeah, I was going to say all of the amateurs have potential to be rookies. And I think I think that's kind of the the next talking point is, you know, this second part of the NWSL season is going to be very heavily reliant on amateur support mm-hmm. and unpaid players uh stepping up and I think I think you can take one of two looks at this you can either take take it at face value and say holy crap why am i paying full price for a match when players aren't getting paid and think that you know there's that 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 is inherently wrong and and i i agree i i agree that if you're if you're paying and for a professional sporting event you would want everybody on that pitch to be compensated um i don't think it's anyone owner's fault um it's it's a league rule it's it's a league position that they didn't out they didn't allow teams to increase their their rosters this year mainly because you know who's going to make up that additional money that that would need to be spent on on more players going being on these rosters i i think again it comes back to does that look like a positive growth movement uh move for the league or is that just uh wasted spending I think at this point it
0: was the only fair option. We're at a we're still at a point where we need to do things for every team that's not the thorns and to some extent the dash where it's like we have to we have to adjust logistically to the lowest common denominator in that case being who has the least cash.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. So, and so I think I yeah. think it's kind of ludicrous to it to or it's it's very cheap to put out the solution that well, teams should have just increased the salary cap like Paul Riley did in his interview.
0: Yeah, and it also punishes teams who have more players gone. Like, so I wanted to create a really good team, so I managed my budget the best I could and signed a lot of great internationals. Okay, great. And then when they're gone, then essentially those teams are punished the most by having to pay, at minimum, about 6 k per new player. So the Thorns are calling up four amateurs...
1: between 4 and 6 every match
0: well worst case scenario then 6 if he has to pay each of them or he has to sign them on a contract or whatever because I assume he's not going to pay them game by game which is kind of shady then that's 36 extra thousand dollars like okay maybe Portland can dig that up or the Dash can from the Dynamo but where are the rest of the teams going to find that kind of money
1: Right, right. they they probably don't even pay their top players where Paul Riley put himself in it by signing so many internationals and signing so many players who were going to be gone for the World Cup. I know this isn't
0: like a surprise. A lot of coaches knew this was coming and planned accordingly, like Randy Waldrum did, Tom Durkin did. This kind of has been like inked into the calendar
1: for several years now. So, yeah, we, we've we always been talking about the impact that the World Cup is going to have on this on this baby league. And you know, it's, I think it's a great chance for some, excuse me, for some of these amateur players to potentially make a full squad. You show well in these, you know, four or five games that you get a chance, there may be a, co- a contract for you in the third part of the season. You know, the Thorns could very well drop players that they've signed previously. And put you on the roster.
0: Well, yes, I do think it's. I think if you play, you should get paid. On the other hand, what other
1: fucking solution is there? Right, unless the league is gonna cough up.
0: Yeah, unless U.S. Soccer know. is gonna be like, okay, everybody gets an extra twenty to thirty thirty thousand dollars to spend however you want. And I don't see right. U.S. Soccer giving out what well, if even if they give every team twenty grand, that's one hundred and eighty thousand dollars like
1: I just don't see of an actual solution to this and passing the hat and you know for sports groups to try to to try to compensate players you know I I think that that isn't a solution you know it's going to make you feel better um as as an individual it would make me feel better if you know like when I tip you know my barista at Starbucks I feel pretty good about myself but at the end of the day i'm hoping that you know minimum wage increases to a point where they're not relying on my tips yeah that's or, exactly it you
0: know, like we should you know we shouldn't be having to make up weight that's not right that's not our
1: job as fans right my my job is to support the team and make them feel like fucking rock stars
0: if you any of our listeners have a a feasible solution for this dilemma please let us know Please let the League know, for God's sake. Yes. What are you doing listening to this show? Write a blog post about your solution
1: and spread it around. Well, also listen to the show, though. Oh, but yeah, they do that, too. But that's like... Continue to listen. Because we might come up with an idea. We're going to be a fucking think tank in Canada.
0: Here's what needs to happen in order to get money. They take five of the wiliest, like, most cunning players from the League. You need one grifter, one hacker, one thief... One uh one hitter, and you need one mastermind, and they make a team, and then they go con somebody out of a couple million dollars. Or Is that Snatch? No, that's Leverage. Or they could leverage. do, they could do okay. Ocean's Eleven style, take 11 players,
1: <laughs> take Dude, your starting that's a squad. 11,
0: yeah, that's a squad, take your starting 11, and go rob the MGM, the Bellagio, oh. and the Grand on a fight night. Fuck, there was just a fight night. Yeah, that's what should have happened during that Fuck. idiot versus idiot fight night. Jesus
1: Christ! Why, why didn't we think of this earlier? We totally could have. We to- pulled together like the All Star
0: Eleven. Do you have a couple million lying around to bankroll a big time heist in Vegas on a fight night? Is there something you're not telling me? No, I don't. Oh,
1: uh, I don't. But we could probably find somebody.
0: Yeah, we could find somebody. We could,
1: we could Kickstarter that shit.
0: <laughs> Kickstarter, uh, Women's Soccer Oceans Eleven. <laughs> what would be our stretch goals rob an extra casino uh
1: i think our stretch goals would be to like not hurt anyone no our stretch goal would be t-shirts oh my god our stretch goal would totally be (laughs) t-shirts so speaking of starting 11 do we want to talk about our predictions for this
0: coming week of NWSL? why do we need to make any predictions we're always wrong
1: (laughs) not always we've kind of and we're also not tracking them i guess
0: all right, fine. Let's make predictions for this week. So this week the games are Whoa. FCKC versus the Flash, uh, Dash versus the Red Stars, Breakers, Thorns, and Spirit Sky Blue.
1: Hmm, I'm gonna start at the bottom with Spirit Sky Blue. I'm gonna say that's gonna be a three to two Spirit win. I'm gonna say three Sky to Blue, one. Sky Blue is gonna go ahead first, and then Spirit's gonna come back, and Sky is gonna go ahead once more, and then Spirit is gonna score two in the last fifteen minutes.
0: I'm going to say three to one. I'm going to call spirit on the board first sky blue ties, and then spirit will pull away with two. Okay. Yeah. So we're close there.
1: Let's skip that next game. Uh, let's go to Chicago, Houston,
0: Chicago. I have Chicago pegged for this. I think it's going to be a great game. It's dash at home, but I think mm-hmm. Chicago is going to win it two nothing.
1: I am also, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Houston. Sure. I'm going to say it's going to be one. Houston.
0: Fine. You gonna take your life in your hands. You do what you want.
1: Well, we're not making a bet on that one, mm-hmm. so.
0: And then F C K C Flash. I think that one's obvious, right? I'm gonna say three nothing to F C
1: K C. I'm I'm going two to one. Oh okay. F C K C Okay, sure. Uh no, Barney's in goal. Two two nothing. Okay. And then Breaker's Thorns. What's your Okay, so this one makes me nervous, because I remember last year when when we played in Boston.
0: Yeah, you do.
1: And, and there was a bit of a hex on the Thorns whenever they play in Boston. Yeah,
0: there is. I live with a witch.
1: <laughs> so, I, I am a little um, less optimistic about this one than I was at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm still going to say Portland, but I'm going to say... Four to three. Wow. I think I think their potential for goals when these two teams play is through the roof. I'm not as
0: confident as you in Boston's offense.
1: I really like... See, uh, it's less my confidence in Boston's offense and more my lack of confidence in Portland's defense. Uh, I
0: really like McCaffrey and I like Kim Zura-K a lot more this season. Uh, the more I watch her play this season, I think she did a little bit more developing as a player uh Marlboro jury's still out for me but you know what I know realistically what I should say but in my heart I want to say I'll say 3-3 three, three tie
1: that's 3-3 three, three
0: tie okay that's me being optimistic
1: and what so but you have to be going for Boston
0: yeah I'm because always going for make, Boston
1: if we make a bet on this a 3-3 three, three tie doesn't mean you win <laughs>
0: If we win or tie, I win. No! You...
1: <laughs> no! No way,
0: Jose! Okay, if Boston wins, if I win, you have to tweet at all the Boston team captains that they are the best captains in the league. Okay. And if you win, I have to tweet at Portland's captains and admit they're... We only have the one. Oh. <laughs> you mean you don't have three captains on the field at the same time? <laughs> no. We we do not have three
1: captains.
0: Boston is like NASA; we have redundancy built into our plans. If I know. one captain goes down, I, I'm very confused. Another the captain picks it up with
1: Boston. If you win, I'm more than happy to do that. I am going. Okay, if I win, you have to tweet at all of the goal scores. But what if that's for Portland? What if that's more than three? Though, then that's more than three. And if you win, I will tweet at all of your goal scores and your captain. Okay, good. Mm-hmm you got a deal if
0: boston wins you tweet at our captains and goal scorers now if those yes. overlap i want two tweets you can't find one tweet per fine person.
1: but i get to pen your tweets
0: i get to pen your tweets
1: that's fine okay. i'm just saying fine. like it's not gonna be it's not gonna be copy and paste times six they're going to be personalized tweets yeah. to each one of the they sure are. people okay all right all right we got it yeah that's what we're gonna do we got it that sounds fantastic. Right. Can't wait. So moving on
0: to the national team, USA Ireland. <laughs> uh, yes. What were your impressions of the game?
1: I I honestly forgot that Pino was already at 101 caps. So when she got the captain's armband, um, when I initially saw that, I was just like, wait, what? She's not a team leader. What's going on here? And then it dawned on me that was something special. My impressions... Holy crap! We need to get better at set pieces, but also, you know, could they be holding, holding some cards close to their chest?
0: Um, How many corner kicks? We had like seventeen, eighteen corner kicks. Yeah, and we got fruit from one of them. Yes. Yeah, that's and great. it was from JJ. And we had twenty-nine, maybe thirty shots and three goals. That's that's not great either.
1: Uh, Carly Lloyd is kind of back. Uh, to her 2011 form all she has to do is fuck up one shot and i'm like oh we're back to 2011 <laughs> i'm so i'm so mean like that like she she probably had like six shots on frame or at least on target but all she has to do is skyrocket one and i'm like
0: well there goes the tournament well it's like when someone burns you so much earning back trust is really hard which is maybe right, not and fair on them. Do the
1: exact same thing
0: it's maybe not fair to them because like the least little slip up you're like oh you know i just knew it i knew you were gonna hurt me again (laughs) carly lloyd i knew you were shooting for the stars but when someone has hurt you so much like it's hard to give them the wiggle room to be like no it's just a temporary thing but you know what i'm there now i'm inclined to give carly the benefit of a doubt again wow you have that in writing almost (laughs) um no
1: i i i don't think carly is gonna like go back to where she was i just i find it very hilarious and you you put it spot on that my knee jerk reaction whenever she skies a ball is like oh well there she is good old carlos i while you know ireland was a young squad they're aiming for 2019, they're aiming for Euros, they're they're aiming for, for things that c- are going to help them build and become a better team. Um, holy crap, we beat them up. Yeah, we did. That, like, Abby single-handedly, like, sent three players off.
0: I think their goalkeeper also showed her, like, youth and naivete, because she didn't play to the whistle on that first goal. She was like, oh, my, oh, my player's down, I need to stop and check on her, instead of doing that thing that everybody's taught, like, at... A certain point professionally, just look there. The trainer will take care of them. You play on.
1: The ref probably should have blown the whistle though.
0: Yeah, the ref probably should have.
1: That's like theoretically a head injury right there. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like that first goal was just gross, but the second goal was pretty.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, the way
1: Abby flicked that backwards—it's just like, well, of course Abby would do that. It was textbook, textbook Abby. Of course she would get a brace. And
0: then, although she did goof on what should have been a hat trick for her, she pulled a Carly. <laughs> she pulled a bit of a Carly. And then the third goal. What? There, there aren't enough superlatives for the third goal. The third goal I was in the bathroom for. Beautiful Julie Johnston. And... Beautiful, pure, cinnamon roll, jewel-encrusted starfish Julie Johnston. I watched an interview with the Ireland goalkeeper. Her name is Neve Reed-Burke, and she was actually pretty chipper after the game. And when you think about it, I would be too, considering I've lost half my starters, I'm not expected to win this game, and the United States gave that performance against us. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone on the internet has said...
1: (laughs) Someone on the internet. There's
0: a comment on the article I wrote at the Bent Musket that says that in her spare time she works as a kitchen coordinator at Nando's, and she's a student. So... You know, maybe there's some disparity there in the training available to our goalkeepers and their goalkeepers. I'm, you know, just saying. But yeah, she yeah. should she should have played to the whistle. That's a... I don't feel great about that goal, but she should have played to the whistle.
1: Right. Like, I'm not going to give that back. No. But... In the I World mean, Cup,
0: I wouldn't... I would I would be merciless if that had happened in a World Cup. I'd be like...
1: Oh, for sure. I'd be like a bum.
0: But you know what? In this friendly doesn't mean anything... Like, it's pretty cushy. Ref maybe should have blown. Yeah, I don't feel great about the goal. Next up, United States plays Mexico May 17th, StubHub Center, and Carson. I think that'll be a, a tougher game than USA-Ireland, especially if the United States plays the same way they did against Ireland. Mexico will be like, oh. Oh, God. Gracias for the gift. I mean, Mexico... Let's hope they're... that USA figures out how to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, because Mexico is preparing for the World Cup, too. They're ramping up, so they should be... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope it's a better game for, not just for us, but for them, too. I mean, you, you want to see the best possible competition at the World Cup. So, yeah, I hope this is a little preview of what the summer's going to be
1: like. Yeah, you want CONCACAF teams to do well. Mm-hmm. And then after that,
0: uh, United States plays my motherland, South Korea, at Red Bull Arena, May 30th. Send off. So, yeah, I hope Korea does well, too. They're another World Cup team.
1: It's a yeah. young team.
0: I I always hope for South Korea to make deep runs into tournaments. I mean, I prefer the United States win, but I, you know, I like to see the motherland do well. I'm just hoping
1: that the USA figures out a cohesive game plan by the time we play South Korea. Yeah, Alex Morgan won't be available.
0: I think Grant she's 50 Wall...
1: 50 for South Korea, though, right? Yeah, Grant Wall said it was 50 50 for South Korea. So yeah, USA. am you know based on what they do, what they did with Ireland how they show against Mexico. I'm I'm getting really really jazzed for the World Cup and not just from a oh my god, I'm going to take 3 weeks off of work and be there for it yeah. sort of way.
0: We will definitely record at least one episode from the World Cup, maybe two
1: considering it's a whole month. I think we should try to record as often as possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I think I think we might have be able to get some special guests that time we're in Edmonton. Oh. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then when we're in Vancouver, we have a bunch of housemates that probably have opinions. Maybe. They might have opinions. Or, or they can at least talk about what it's like to live with us.
0: <laughs> that won't be on the show.
1: Why not? That could be a pe- blog post. All, all these blog, people will have I'll seen a blog from Vancouver. They'll
0: all have seen my hair before I put product in it. Oh boo. So to close the show, we asked a couple people last night for uh, some topics on Twitter and we're gonna answer a few of those. Answer as best we can. At Pretty Penguin asked you to talk, you, I'm assuming, to talk about Portland and their recent two game, two goal defensive derps. So, Portland went down two games in a row by two and had to come back. Yeah. Your feelings,
1: Gab? It feels like poopy shit. Like, in both games, there were pretty good attacks in those first 10 minutes as well there's just a disconnect it's like the the defense just needs to recharge or like needs to pump itself up a little bit earlier um in the pregame i mean both of the spirit goals were defensive errors um be it van hollebeck can't successfully pass it to williamson and crystal dunn's able to intercept it or menges can't outmaneuver a forward to get the ball like out of the defensive third so i think you know paul Riley is playing this three four two one which is interesting because you know we have a pretty thin defense uh right now but I think starting a match, it might be helpful if we played four in the back. That that could potentially solve some of the issues. Uh, and then, you know, you transition. Maybe Zerboni comes back and she actually plays with Cat in the middle or something like that. And then after 15 or 20 minutes, when they get a better feel for the match, she can push up and start, start playing uh, a little bit more of that defensive mid role. But yeah, I'm hoping it's not an actual trend that we see with the Boston match. And it's just been two games that uh, Paul is going to be able to nip in the bud. At P granted two asked after this world cup cycle, what are
0: the chances Jill actually gives players like Nairn a look? I think it's going to have to wait until after the Olympics. Mm -hmm. A lot of, especially if we do, if we win, then I think essentially the same squad is going to the Olympics.
1: Unless there are retirements. <clears throat> but if we win, there's no incentive for retirement.
0: Yeah. So, after 2016, yeah. If Nairn does well this season and next season in NWSL, I could see that happening. Yeah. At Dance Master asked, um, it's been confirmed, quote-unquote, JJ's taking over Rampone's center back role. think that'll stick in June. Which I think is a legit question. I mean, Jill Ellis has said that JJ's her starter now. She said, but in June, who knows, especially if things change around in practice, or we start playing somebody and Jill thinks, Christy has way more experience with this squad, the our opponent's squad, I should start her instead, who knows.
1: All right, Greg, Ryan, so... You, what you're saying is there's potential that USA Sweden, we could see Christy in the back four instead of JJ, because Christy has so much more experience playing against those top tier teams. Who fucking knows? Maybe. But you know what I mean? Like, that's Greg Ryan's philosophy, or that was his philosophy for why Scurry started over Solo. Yeah. I, I think JJ's got the job uh, until she loses it. I hope so. I don't, I don't think it's a situation where Christy can come in and take it. I would hope so. I think JJ's performance has been so solid, Mm -hmm. like consistent
0: and solid, unless she just completely has a brain fart during practice. Yeah, it's hers to lose. Well, I
1: mean, even, even if she has a brain fart during practice, I think it's still her position to lose. And hopefully at that point, she's only losing it in actual games. And they're playing Mexico and South Korea next. I don't really see there being a lot of options for her to really fuck it up. And if she continues to score one goal per match, which now my expectations are that high, now that she's gone three, three games of scoring, I'm expecting one goal from JJ every game.
0: I think it's hers. Well, that's it for this episode of Two Drunk Fans. World Cup's so close. It's so close. I can taste it. I think we'll probably get one more episode in before the World Cup.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've got two um, friendlies
0: to dissect between now and then.
1: Yeah. And yeah. more so we'll So we'll be seeing each other in like three weeks at, in Edmonton. And we'll be putting together our bar list up until then.
0: Until then, people's t-shirts and other merch is starting to arrive. And we friggin' love seeing all your tweets about that stuff. So
1: keep it up. Thank you. Yeah. And if you didn't... Get a t-shirt, like if you didn't know about the Kickstarter or didn't participate. Um, all of the stuff is for sale in our store, uh, which is at two twodrunkfans.com. And just place an order. And all I ask is all orders be placed by, what was it, June 4th?
0: Yeah, so that you could um, stick them all in the mail.
1: Yeah, so if you get your order in before June 4th, I'll be able to mail it out to you uh, before the tournament. Um, Otherwise, I'll be in Canada land, and you won't get your stuff until I get back in July.
0: Looking forward to Canada having a drink there with you, pal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, whatever. That's it. End of show. Goodbye.
1: Looking forward to having a drink there with your pal, <laughs> eh? We're gonna have we're gonna have such good fake uh, Canadian accents by the end of this. Oh yeah, so good.